It's time for Green and Gold Insiders on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. And our lead insider joining us on the program, Wildian Tausch, 9 to noon on ESPN Wisconsin. He writes for the Wisconsin State Journal, three-time sports writer of the year in the state. It's Jason Wildy. Hello, Jason. Hello. How are we doing? Also a very proud Wisconsin Badger alum. Amy Taylor is going to her first Badger game tomorrow, Jason. She's very excited about it. I'm pumped. Don't sit in the student section. <laughs> I know. That's what I was saying. It's like I've been banned from the student section. It doesn't sound like a place I want to be anyway. Uh, I, I always tell this story. I was so excited. You know, I wanted to be a Badger since I was four years old and I was given a stuffed Bucky and I always knew that's where I wanted to go. And I finally get to Wisconsin. The summer, it's the fall of 1990. The Barry Alvarez regime is beginning. Uh, I go sit in the student section. I haven't applied at the Badger Herald to be a student reporter yet. And I sit there and between the eat blank blank you chance oh yes and the, that's <laughs> and the throwing stuff at each other i was like i am not going to spend much time in this i came here to watch football even if it was bad football because it took a while for barry to get things going but i spent my freshman year in the student section and i never went back they can have all the fun they want during jump around and everything else but if you want to watch football steer clear of that area were you there during the time jason they used to put pennies and nickels in a big pile of marshmallows and then chuck them at the opposing team coming out of the tunnel yeah, I was there. Fortunately, I was uh, down on the field as a reporter. You'd go down late in the game, and uh, you could collect some pretty good change that way. And sure. you know, when you're a student reporter, you could use you know a couple of quarters and nickels. If you got if you got to clean off the marshmallow, that's fine because something uh, to be proud that, that of. Bought, that bought beer and snacks exactly. Absolutely. Well, you're looking forward to it, Amy. Thank you for the uh, the advice. Uh, let's talk about Green Bay and the practice day or practice week that was. Uh, so, what do we know about Aaron Jones and Christian Watson? Two dynamic playmakers. They won last week without Watson. Will they have either on Sunday in Atlanta? It, well, there's at least a chance that they have one or both. Uh, both of them are listed as questionable uh christian watson took part in practice on a limited basis for the first time since he injured that hamstring of his on august 31st so that's an encouraging sign now whether or not that's sufficient for them to feel good enough to let him play maybe on a restricted snaps program like they did last week with romeo dobbs and his hamstring we'll have to wait and see but at least he's moving in the right direction he hasn't had any setbacks the Aaron Jones situation is, is a little more interesting because he told us after the game, oh, I could have gone back in. It's just, it's just a little bite. It's not a hamstring pull. And then he didn't practice all week. Uh, he is listed as questionable. They did not rule him out. But, again, someone who is so important to what they do, he only touched the ball 11 times last week, and yet he had 127 yards and two touchdowns in those 11 touches. So, my guess is that they will try to be extra cautious with him. Uh, they'll be cautious with Watson, too, but if they feel like they can play him on a limited basis, I'm guessing they'll jump at that opportunity. So I, I would have to think that Watson, Jones, you can create the order. I would have to think those are the top two names on the Falcon scouting report. So if they can't play, you know, I, I know it's a next man up mentality, but that, that certainly makes the, the offense much less dynamic unless they get really creative. Well, and they and certainly they have some guys that they can be creative with. First of all, I would say, Greg, I think you're probably right about the scouting report, although I, I really feel like 
Watson and Romeo Dobbs are like 1A and 1B. And, and I'm really eager to see how Romeo uh, develops because I, he caught my eye from the very first rookie camp practice, and he just, you know, he had that catch on third and 13, I think it was, uh, last week, and then he had obviously the touchdown catch. Like, he's an, he's an impressive guy, and he doesn't have the speed and the downfield ability that Watson does, but I think he might be more well-rounded. So if they have him, that obviously helps, but they got a lot of inexperienced guys beyond him. Uh, look, they need, they need more from Luke Musgrave. Uh, keeping his feet would be a good place to start, uh, but he's still an impressive dude, and I, and I think he's going to have a big role. I, I think if, if Aaron Jones doesn't play, though, I think this is a really important Sunday for A.J. Dillon. You know, he wants to be a Packer. His wife is from here. Uh, they have a place in Door County. He's like the unofficial tourism director for Door County. He's extremely involved in the community. And he told me la- during the offseason how much he was pressuring himself last year, and he thought it affected his play. And then he goes out, and I think he had 13 carries for 19 yards against the Bears. Now, not all that was his fault. It wasn't per- particularly well blocked for him on a number of those runs. But if there's no Aaron Jones or a limited Aaron Jones, I think this is a really important game for A.J. Dillon to play well. Here's my prediction, Will D. If Aaron Jones does not play, my guess is that Jaden Reed, who's another rookie wide receiver, very shifty, kind of reminds me of Randall Cobb when Cobb was a rookie. I wouldn't be surprised if he has more than one carry. I don't know if that's going to be on like an end or round or something kind of gadgety or if he actually lines up as a running back. But I'm not ruling it out. I don't know. My mind went there because he just reminds me of Cobb so much. Yeah, well, you're creative. No one will ever say that you're not. Uh, I don't know. You know, I think they're really excited about Emmanuel Wilson's potential. Here's a kid who made the team as an undrafted free agent, played at Fort Valley State, which I'll give you guys extra points if you know where that is. That's Arkansas? Division two school. Um, yeah, I don't know. Somewhere. Uh, but the reality is, is that he is inexperienced, and the idea of, of giving him a lot of opportunities is probably a little bit dangerous. They do have Patrick Taylor, who they called up from the practice squad as a game day elevation last week. He had five carries for 22 yards in mop-up time. He's a big special teams guy. I assume he'll be on the 53 sooner rather than later. He's played for them for three seasons now, but it, you're right. They've got some limited options beyond – uh, A.J. Dillon, and so maybe we do see Jaden Reed get some opportunities. He's an impressive guy. I, I I agree with your Randall Cobb parallel. He just carries himself in a way that is much more experienced than his rookie designation. Looking forward to the game on Sunday. I guess it'll be a bit of a homecoming for the rookie running back. Fort Valley State University, Jason, is a public land-grant, historically black university in Fort Valley, Georgia. There you go. I, I knew it was in the South, and I knew it was a historically black college. So I, I knew that, and I learned something new. That's the beauty of Wisconsin's afternoon. It's just kind of a department store. Get a little bit of everything. Appreciate it, Willie. We'll check in on Monday, hopefully talking about a Packers win. Thank you. All right, everybody. Take care. Be good. You do the same. Jason Willie joins us every Monday and Friday on Green and Gold Insiders here on Wisconsin's Afternoon News.